Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I am Jordan Palmer, joined as always by Charlie Bud, and today we got uh, the trolley problem on tap for you all. And this is an interesting philosophical philosophical conundrum, also a, a nice little tongue twister there, that essentially, for those of you who don't know, goes like this. You're walking along a trolley track, and you look up, and oh, there are five people tied to one track, and one person tied to another. All is well until suddenly you hear a chugga chugga chugga, chugga chugga chugga. You slowly turn back, and you see a train... And as it stands, the trolley is going to run over the five people tied down. You scurry around looking for something that you can use, and all of a sudden you see the lever that will switch the track from killing the five to killing the one. What do you do? And so, I'm going to pass it off to you, bud, to kick us off. What you got? Well, Palmer, this is a very, you know, his, like I don't know, like very fundamental, like, philosophical question on morality it's a really interesting one (laughs) um i think a lot of people and probably yourself would say you would probably just pick the lesser evil here and uh have to switch that uh you know that track over to the one because you know one is less than five if you had to choose out of the two then it's clear that you're going to just pick the one with the least amount of casualties the cold calculus of war as they say <laughs> um but i mean i'm curious to hear what your thoughts are like it, and like you kind of questioned me there would you mm. let five people run over and you know i do have a follow-up after that but okay well before i answer so you would pull it and kill the one i think most people would i don't think i'm alone Mm. in that sense i think there are a decent amount of people who would uh i mean it just logically makes sense i mean if you if you're confined into this uh situation where um you have five people on the track and the train is going right towards it and then you got one person on the track and you have the option to switch it to go to that one person, why wouldn't you choose that, you know? Mm. But there's also the case that, I mean, I can go into a gray area that you don't know what the lever does. Okay. What if it says it has a sign that says this switches the track, A, but B... You're also allowed to walk away. You don't have to pull it if you that want to. That is also true, but that that kills five people, though. Mm. So you're still pulling it if you see the sign that says this will switch the track, and you have the option to walk away. Is that you, what I'm understanding? I, yeah. So, but like you, you know this. Is, you know the outcomes at that point, right? Because you can see that the trolley is going to hit five people, and your inaction is still a consequence. Inaction never means that it's an action without consequence. An action just means that, like, you chose not to do something, and that still has an effect. Mm, okay, so Bud's, Bud's pulling the lever. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay, well, well, what that. would you do? What would you do? I am proud to say I would look at the lever, look at the tracks, look back at the lever. You know, have that pause, that, that big pause of this is my moment. And then I think I'd walk away, truthfully. So why is that? Why would you? Why would you walk away? Why would you condemn the five to death and not save the five at the cost of another's life? Mm, and see, that's the conundrum. For me, I like to go to bed at night and sleep well. And in my head, 
as things would have stood had I not been there. The five people would have died, the one person wouldn't have died, and things would have kept going. Just because I'm there doesn't mean I'm not involved. So in essence, I might be letting those people die, but I'm not killing them. In my head, as I see the the scenario. If I actively pull the lever, then I'm involving myself. And at that point, I am deciding to kill someone. Hmm. That makes sense. Interesting. But do you not think that like seeing the, the lever knowing your options in that moment then choosing to walk away like isn't being involved you're involved because you're there whether you want to be or not i know see it's it's a weird uh what are the uh, cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. in that i recognize i'm there but technically i didn't tie anybody down any tracks yeah. and i'm i'm just uh you know and as they said and she's the manic really unrelated outside like third party with no tie in and no consequences to this situation so i i don't know man i just i couldn't do it because i'd be killing and also i mean i don't have context for i imagine at least in the first scenario i don't have context for any of these people so that could be five prisoners tied down on one side and, like, say, a doctor on that side. So I don't know. And so I might be just killing the doctor. Well, that raises another whole question. I know. I was uh, like, not to problem. say that prisoners deserve <laughs> to die or anything, but just let's say five murderers that we know of. So, well, I mean, yeah. let's say that, like, you, you, like, but the thing is, you, there's never a way to know until after the it's already happened, right? Like until the news stories start breaking, is that what you're saying? Well, the news stories uh, start breaking, and like it's also just impossible for you to know like what the history is like. What if what if the one person on the track is the serial killer, and the five people are the doctors? Hmm. See, you raise a good question, but you don't know this. It's just like, and that's the point, right? You're not really supposed to know everybody's individual situations here. The point of the trolley equation, or at least I, or the trolley problem, at least how i perceive it is that it's like a question of like morality right like in the sense of like where what sacrifices are you willing to make to save the greater good or like that's how i view it is that you know because i don't know this every per everybody's personal situation down there so who am i to like say like who Gets the li- I mean, I don't know. In this situation, I'm quite literally getting to say who gets to live or die. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. I, I disagree with the fact that my inaction would make me, like, sleep better at night. I think I would be more haunted with the fact that I could have done something and not doing something made me, made it, like, worse. Like, five people died. So, that's how I view it. But I do want to bring up, though, is that um, so in a study, like I was reading about the trolley problem and how it was used in certain studies, uh, a survey found that 90 percent of the people chose to kill the one person versus the five. However, in a 2017 study, they made it a little bit more real. So what they did was is they took like they took strangers and they brought them into like a room with the the switch and they showed footage pre-recorded of a trolley about to collide with five people, real people versus colliding with one. And they said this trolley, like this switch changes the tracks over and it's to the person on the lone track. Now, what do you think the people in that study did knowing that there was an actual, like in their head, a real live situation happening? Did they end up pulling it in? No, they overwhelmingly didn't do anything. (gasps) 
Mm-hmm. Yes, people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I okay. Wish I it was really interesting that when presented with the actual real world, like an actual scenario where that happened, people chose not to do anything. Whereas on paper, ma- the overwhelming majority of people chose to sacrifice the one to save the many. I just realized I was cheering about five people dying like two <laughs> seconds ago. So I apologize for that. But see, that's my point. It's interesting because like I said before, it's kind of like, are we equating letting someone die to killing them? Now, if that's equal to you, then it makes sense to pull the lever because mm-hmm. one is less than five. But if they aren't equal to you, then that's where the gray area kind of comes in and it could make sense to not do anything. That's fascinating. That we're, do you know where that was done? Um, I can look it up, but I was reading about it the other day. Um, mm. <clears throat> it uh, everybody wants done. to be all big and bad until you see five people tied down to a track. Mm. <laughs> uh, where was this done? I'm just curious if it was in the U.S. of A. or if it was somewhere else. Kind uh, of. Oh, I don't know if it says like where it was done. Okay. But I, I was trying to see where it was like, like stud like published or where the study was like conducted. I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I can't I'm trying to find it, but I can't find it. Um, Did reading that change your opinion on what you no, would do? I, I mean, I was be? like, I guess it was more like, all right, how. Uh, does that change something? Like, um, like I don't know. I was trying to figure out like why that would change the situation, but I guess in like kind of going to what you were saying is that it changes. Like, oh, I I want I don't want to get involved in this. I'll feel better about myself if I like basically just absolve myself from having to choose but your choice is that you didn't choose in my opinion um Mm. so like i i don't believe in the fact that like act like inaction is like oh i like i i don't think you could ever be neutral is my my point i don't think it's it's i think it's impossible to be neutral on things um you can try to be but like i don't think it works for most scenarios. I think, yes, you, there's probably nuanced things you can point to where you can be neutral. You can choose, like, but, like, inaction always has consequences, in my opinion. And I just found it interesting that a majority of people chose to basically do nothing and then kind of let a disaster happen. Um, but that's me. And I don't know what I would do in that exact situation. Like, uh, to be honest, if that was like real, like or at least created to feel real, it's hard to say. Uh, I think I'd do a quick pivot, just make sure I didn't see what happened. But uh, yeah. I'm going strong. I wouldn't be able to do anything, I don't mm-hmm. think. Goodness, goodness. Now, there's a variation to this scenario, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, in terms of thinking about, let's say that there's a doctor on the one track who's gonna find say the cure to some crazy disease Mm -hmm. but only they know it and they need to survive this in order to save lives and let's say that those are others are five randos everyday people who aren't gonna do that do you feel more comfortable 
not pulling at that point in time. Not pulling would save the doctor. Yeah, it would save the doctor who would ultimately save millions of people. Well, that's still the same issue, right? But like, is it? <laughs> I mean, if you can guarantee that the doctor, I mean, it is in the same in the sense that you're still picking a less like a smaller or greater number, and he lives regardless of if you if you choose to not do anything, then like he lives, but. Or, like so most people in this like if we're gonna go back but i'll limit the scope here and my choice yes the doctor would die if i chose to you know what i had said previously not saying that this right now but if we can 100 percent guarantee that the doctor uh lives then um yeah i would probably save the doctor because he has more i guess value and to helping humanity and saving way more many lives. Mm, interesting. Now, same scenario, more or less. Doctor, but he's on the verge of finding something. So he's not quite there yet. Mm. There's a chance he could find this cure, could not. Yeah. But he's the closest that anybody's come to doing it. Do you let him live or do you... And eh, that was... Sorry, for those who can't see, that was the sound of me switching the track, not mm-hmm. him dying, but that, I guess, would come shortly after. On the verge, I don't know. It's tough. Like, you know, this reminds me a lot of kind of what happens in um, The Last of Us. Uh, funny enough. <laughs> uh, you know, I would love to talk about it because it's actually really pertinent to the situation, but I don't. Oh. Wanna, I also don't want to spoil the ending for people if they're super interested in it, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's tough to That's say because I know it's That's also fair. coming out as an HBO show. And, oh, word! Uh, so I don't know. I, as much as it, I think it's extremely relevant to this uh, situation. I guess I'll have to refrain from because that. I mean, that entire ending is, is, a, is this literal question. So uh, be interesting, but. Um, on the verge. God, how do I answer this without now bringing up the last votes? Because I had a great answer. With that. <laughs> um, oh, man. Maybe you could craft your own analogy that maybe parallels the last of us. but doesn't yeah, exactly get the same details. I'll try my best here. Um, <laughs> so, I guess if you're on the verge, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you're... <laughs> It's like, why, why do you have all this knowledge to begin with? You know, but like, um, I guess still on the verge, I would probably still, I would, I would save him. Okay. There's a chance that he could save no one. Yeah, there's a chance. And, Mm. but there's also a chance he could save a lot of other people. What would you do, Palmer? I think at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm, I'm still throwing my hands in the air and walking away. Yeah. Oh, man. Because that's hard. See, when it comes to, for example, someone who's going to save a lot of people or someone you know, you apply this value that put those blinders on you no matter what. Like, so say you somebody you know that you care about who you know isn't going to save a lot of people. And they're the one person versus the five. You're still going to probably be inclined, as much as we like to say, we have the strength to let them, or to pull it and let them die and then allow five people to survive. You're probably going to give them more value. So it's just, it's weird. 
-hmm. in the event that it's a doctor on the verge or has a cure, I'm still probably not pulling, letting that person live and letting the five die. Although, flip it. Okay, so now the person's on the other tracks with with the five, yeah. and there's some rando on the one. How do you feel? I mean, still a numbers game. I mean, this is your... Uh, you play the numbers, man. You play the numbers. You just play some lottery. Uh, play <laughs> lottery action. So you're saying you would let him die in this situation? That's what I... That's the one time I'm really thinking, maybe... Maybe I do pull... And kill the one. But I gotta know. I gotta know. If we're on the verge, I don't think I could do it. But if we know this guy's got the cure, I might be like, ah, oh, hit the hit the lever. Oh, no. Oh, man. So that might, might be how it goes. How about you there, I mean, bud? I, I think, I, I mean, I'm just like somebody who's been consistent with, like, numbers <laughs> here. So I guess I'll, I'd have to, I'd have to save the five. Um, to in order to maybe even remotely get like because still at the end of the day I'm saving five people versus one and with the potential even if it is just on the verge and not guaranteed with the potential to save even more people that way Mm. so in a way the choice is almost easier in a kind of awful way to say but it is (laughs) an almost easier choice to make than the the previous scenario okay that's fair Mm -hmm. that's fair um, I actually was just thinking about a variation on, on all of this. So you still have the one. You still have five. Say you could save everybody somehow by cutting five years on your own life. Would you do it? Five years total on my own life? Yep. So you say you were going to live to 100. You're living to 95 now. Hmm. Save everybody, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Five years, really? six lives, one year, not even a life. So what's the difference between 95 and 100, really? Both just mm. suck. <laughs> you don't want to be like geriatric, like nope. in your little machine that goes up the stairs? No, nope. <laughs> unless, inv- unless they invent the cure to being old by that age. I don't want to be 95 or uh, during those years to 100. It just sounds like miserable. I don't know what that would do. <laughs> what if you're one of those like spry 100 pe- year old people? Yeah. Like ah, I can hit the gym. Like I'm not obviously throwing up heavy weight, but I can still hit like a five. Being five old pound sounds dumbbell. miserable. Why would I ever want to oh be old? <laughs> hey, maybe we should talk about that with the. Uh, I know you're a big CRISPR guy, so maybe we can discuss that on another day mm-hmm. and the cure to aging there. But no, okay. So if I, Bring it to say me. it's. Say it's 10 years that you could that get cut off. So you make it to 90. And this is assuming you're living to be 100. You might you don't know what you're going to you know tap out at. That's true. I don't know when. But I am, I guess, a selfless person, Palmer. I'm going to say... Was <laughs> <laughs> hum- that a humble brag? <laughs> humble brag. I guess I'll save people, you know. Uh, but you're right. No, you're right. Like, I could, you know... Knocking five years could end me tomorrow, you know? You never know with, like, what True. the future technically holds. But you told me that I was going to live till 100, and I'd be only 95. So that was the scenario in my head. <laughs> okay. So okay. if it was any Fair. age, then, yeah, I'd probably be scared shitless that I'd 
die tomorrow because I don't know what my future holds. And I'd probably be selfish in that situation and not do that because, yeah. hey, better me than him, hey, or better you than me. That's what I meant to say. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. That's when Charlie puts his hands in his pockets, turns away, and just starts walking. Oh, man. What would wow. you do, Palmer? What would you do? I'm Bro, curious. I'm not going to lie. I'd like to say I'm a selfless person who could save a lot of people. Oh, come on. When you're, when you're pressed to it, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Nobody I would. I do know. <laughs> they said, bye. Bye. This is me talking, I guess, though. Whatever's telling me. No, I'm okay. Thank you, though. <laughs> Goodness. Goodness. Five years? Like, I got to know for sure that aging technology is, you know, revolutionized, and I'm making it to, like, 180, and then I can just Live right, forever, baby. Five. Never going away. <laughs> Never going to die. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that's... It's interesting. I mean, it's, we like to think as, as selfless as we are, but when you have the onus thrown back on you in this scenario, it changes things. You uh, don't really want to have to be associated with the outcomes there. No. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that was a week. I was just like, man, 10. What would you like? What's the max number of years of your life you'd give up for to save everybody? Is it bad to say I wouldn't give up anything? Okay, hey. I mean, no, that's an option. Zero is an option. And it's an incredibly American attitude right there, but um, <laughs> I don't know because, I mean, now I'm getting into why should I involve myself like this? <laughs> okay. Like, why go. would it's I? My so in, in this situation, though, it's like I'm putting a personal stake on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas before, I'm simply just making a choice to take action or to take no action. And, yes. you know, the outcome is the outcome. But if I have to give up my, I have to, like, you know, pay with my life in years, essentially, you know, uh, then, you know, that's a personal stake, you know, that adds weight to a decision and I don't think I would want that. I would rather be more inactive in this situation than have to take a personal stake in it. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. Oh, you? man. Would you do the same or do something different? <sighs> uh, see, I want to live to be 105. That's my goal. So I can live in three... <laughs> Living three centuries, man. Oh, that is <laughs> go a good the 1900s, that is a good 2000s, and 2100s. But <laughs> I want to be like the city of Detroit. <laughs> Live to 105 and die. <laughs> um, <laughs> i got to make it to no, 106. Oh, yeah. You can do it. I think I we, they say that 50% of the children born today will live to be 100 or older. Really? I know we weren't born I today, so obviously like, it doesn't help in us. high school, I like some famous like uh you know biochemist was saying that the person who's going to live to a thousand's already been born oh my gosh mm-hmm. dude i would know i don't know if i'd want to live to a yeah thousand. that's another question we could always have for another topic if you had the Good. choice would you live forever yes or no mm. and why okay you know in in the lead up to that if you're listening to this and you have a response for that please you know, tweet it at us or tag us in terms of uh, Instagram. You can do that on IG at WhatYouGotPodcast, what is spelled W-H-A-T-C-H-A, or on Twitter at WhatYouGotCast, whatcha spelled the same way. 
But no, very, very interesting conundrum there. Very interesting. And it's crazy to note that there's, what is it called? Like the bystander problem or something along those lines. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I'm not entirely sure what that is called. Okay. It's when you're in a group or maybe it's the bystander effect. You're in a group and you see something bad happening or this scenario and you nobody does anything because they expect someone else to step up and do it. It's very interesting. So I'm curious. I wish Bystander we could know. It's called. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, college. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm curious to know. Obviously, we have no way of testing it. But if we were to be in a group of people and see this happening, would we or anybody in the group feel compelled to do something or would we all be frozen expecting someone else to do it? Um, I always think people expect others to do it. Fair. I, Fair. you know, feeling myself in like certain situations, like where I've kind of literally just been a bystander when something was like happening. I just kind of like watched to kind of see what would happen because you, you involve yourself. That's a, like, again, personal stake in the entire whatever conflict that it is. And some people just don't want to get involved, but uh, you know, it is kind of very related to the trolley problem because, you know, depending on what's happening, you know, your inaction can lead to dire consequences. So, mm-hmm. I always think <laughs> when I'm about to involve myself or I'm a bystander, like, there are two sides to this story. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know everything, so no need for me to, <laughs> to get it's in like there. like that family guy joke. Where I was going so, to say Horton. Yeah. Horton hears Horton domestic violence too. and doesn't do anything about it. Like, I'm sure there's two sides to this. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, but it's like it's the bystander effect, yeah. dude. Like nobody knows what to do because then they involve themselves. Yeah, no, interesting. In any scenarios in the uh problem tra- trolley problem that you wanted to explore there, bud? I don't know. I mean, I feel like the trolley problem though is almost a little extreme in the sense okay. that it's like one extreme versus another and I don't know how well it applies to a lot of like real world scenarios. Like I feel like very few times in the real world you have choices where like uh you know, you get to you kill one person versus saving five or killing five people to save one. It's it's it's, you know, I feel like that's such an extreme version, but um, as for, like, actual, like, issues, I don't know. I mean, there's always, like, that, you know, do you save uh, one person to, or, you know, save humanity from a cure for a vaccine, for instance? So, like, take, for example, okay, nope. uh, you have your your son, right? Okay. okay. Your son. My son. Your biological son uh, is has the cure to a an incredibly infectious disease that has a high mortality rate, and um, they say they can get a vaccine from him, but he will die in the process. What do you do? Uh, I'm sorry, humanity, but that's my kid. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like crazy how like easy that is. Like, um, I'm also like, if science, why is my kid the re- like? You can't figure that out without them. Like, come on, it's it's so weird. Like, yeah. and everybody says I'm a good like they're a good person, but when you're put in the scenario, you actually get a chance to not to say find out who you truly are, mm-hmm. but find out who you are within the scope of the stakes. And I think that's okay. Same same question to you, bud. Is what are you doing? You letting the kid? 
kick the kit or you save humanity. Bless you. It's really tough. It's really tough. Don't make me feel bad I was so quick with it. What's your answer? I'd probably... I'd probably save my kid. Yeah. Okay, there we go. See, the crazy thing is, when you're a parent, you're ch- like you are all your kid. Ha- like that's, mm-hmm. that's nobody has world. their back. Yeah. Yep, that's absolutely. World. But um, okay, say it's your dog. <laughs> I know people go real hard in the paint for their pets, their pet children. Dogs. Say it's okay. Say you had a dog. I know you have had dogs. Say it's your dog that you've had since childhood. Somehow it's still alive, you know, 27 years later. Mm-hmm. And still going strong. Like, it's got a full life ahead of it. Do you let Buffy... I don't know why Buffy was the name. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Buffy Slayer. go? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Do you let Buffy go? Or is Buffy coming home and going on some more walks for the rest of her life? Gonna have to mm. let Buffy go. Buffy gotta go to the big kennel in the sky. Okay, see? <laughs> All dogs go wow. down. Yes, that's true. That is true. Wow. You were quick with that. Although I feel that. I think I would do the same. But it's... It's different. It's, it's different. It's different. It's different. That's the best way you to know, be. You have one with... like One's a choice of like sentient intelligence versus, you know... A dog. As much as I love dogs, it's, it's a dog dogs. at the end of the day. Mm, yes. Like, you yes. Know, if, you're, if you had to choose between your house is on fire to save your dog or your kid, you're going to choose your kid 10 out of 10 times. Let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. If anybody is listening to this podcast right now and watches the show This Is Us and you aren't caught up to, I guess it's season four or five, just hop off for just a good like 30 seconds. I'll wait. <laughs> okay, Charlie. So basically, in the show, this is us. The dad, Jack, who is played by Milo Ventimiglia, yeah, be- beloved dude. So this guy goes in. There's a fire. He gets his family out. He goes back in for the dog and a photo album. Love the man to death. But I was like, dude, are you kidding me right now? But yeah, that was that was it. I didn't, actually, I didn't get any get, get really any spoilers. So he, that's good. Did he but save the dog? The dog did survive. Yes, the dog did survive. Well, that's good. Mission accomplished. Yes. Well, in that go. situation, your only choice is, do I risk myself to save my dog? But, I mean, okay, sorry for those of you who just hopped back on. <laughs> like, this is, you probably knew it. You knew it from the trailers. The show's been out for a couple of years. Hop off another 30 seconds. I'll wait. <laughs> okay, dude. So, basically, he goes, survives. But then, as a result of inhaling so much smoke, he has a Widowmaker heart attack and dies. Dang. And it's like, if you had just hopped out and kind of let the dog get it, you'd still... And it just... The whole show was built around the lives of his family as they moved on kind of without him. And it's crazy to think, because the dog, possibly, and the, the photo album, all of their lives changed drastically, you know, and forever for them. Mm-hmm. But because he went back for the for the dog and the photo album. Never forget. Never forget. R.I.P. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. If you guys were off, hop back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I know. We're getting into a little bit of This Is Us. Um, (laughs) No, dude. So it's just, uh, it's it's a fascinating conundrum. It's a fascinating conundrum. And there are some variations on it. Maybe we'll explore some more another day. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that was just kind of the gist. I wanted to see what you were thinking in terms of, do you let the one die or let the five 
die or kill the one. Yeah, no, I mean, the trolley problem is always a fun problem to kind of like go through. It's, uh, you know, it definitely has like real world applications in terms of like a, you know, good question on morality. There's been studies on it. Like it, it applies even to the bystander effect. Uh, mm-hmm. That, you know, that's, I think, more people in those situations show that you, more often than not, you're going to be inactive in your decision making and just kind of let and do nothing. So I think people who are those who think of themselves, you're in public and you see something going on and imagine people around you, you're probably not going to do anything in hopes that someone else will do something. I think that can apply to the trolley problem where in reality, I think you'll just let it run people over. The five people yep. and just, you know, because you're like, well, you know, if I pull the switch, I'm actively doing something and making that decision. But, you know, even though I could argue that, you know, you're also knowingly not doing something and causing a side. It's like saying, like, uh, you know, like, you know, you shoot a random bullet through a wall and you don't know okay. what's on the other side of that wall, but you can you can shoot a bullet through that wall, kill someone, but you could never know, and you can walk away, never knowing that you did that, or you could check behind the wall and see what your bullet hit. Mm. Do you check, Charlie, or do you just walk away? I don't know, Palmer. Sounds like you just walk away because you <laughs> whoa, 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 shots whoa, fired. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I am not firing any shots here. Oh my no, god! Uh, you know, I think I'd have to check behind the wall, make sure, <laughs> make sure. I don't think I could live with myself knowing that you know what I did could have a consequence. So. Mm. or what I didn't do. I mean, I guess in this situation, I actively fired a gun, so it's not a perfect yeah, comparison, yeah. but it's a <laughs> same kind of logic, I guess. Let's assume you had a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think in this scenario, I would check behind the, uh, the, wall. Behind the wall, too. Yeah. yeah, Just give it a peek. Mm-hmm. If I see someone run, but uh, <laughs> not, we're good. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't me. Stop that man. <laughs> Stop that man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a good that's a good little analogy there, bud. Exactly. Oh man, but no perf. I have uh, exhausted my ideas when it comes to the trolley problem from net for now. I think I have too. I don't know what else to add to the trolley problem. I know. It's a bit just of, that it's a thought-provoking one. It is a thought-provoking one, one, and I'm curious what people think about the trolley problem. What would you do in these situations? So. Hit us up on the social medias. Let us know. But uh, shorter podcast episode today. We've been covering a lot of movies, so that's definitely been <laughs> the reason why they've been longer uh, as of late. But these are like usually the normal length of our podcasts, I think, before yeah, we cover like movies that just come out. So, um, with that being said, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to the uh, trolley problem, Palmer? Just uh. For my people out there, keep your eyes peeled. If you see a uh, group of strangers tied down to a a trolley track kind of system, just be discerning. Maybe you pull it, maybe you don't. But just decide and be at peace with it in your heart. Mm-hmm. That's what I would stress. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been the What You Got Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Charlie Budd. Joined, as always, with me is the fantastic Jordan Palmer. 
Make sure you drop a follow to wherever you listen to uh, our podcast. We're on YouTube now, so go subscribe to our YouTube channel. The episodes, the episodes on the YouTube channel probably come out later dates. Takes a lot longer, folks. Let me tell you, <laughs> to get that up on YouTube. <laughs> um, and uh, be sure to follow us on social social media. Palmer already dropped the social media links, but why don't you hit them with one more time? One more time. One more time. You can follow us on Instagram at What You Got Podcast. What you spelled W H A T C H A, or on Twitter at What You Got Cast. What just spelled the same way. And you can always listen to our podcast every Monday evenings. We're sorry that we're late today, but (laughs) it happens. Life. Life happens, and, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. Another holiday, another week will probably be delayed. So um, (laughs) just telling you the truth, people. Just telling you the truth. Yeah. And uh, with that, we'll see you next week.